the only mistake we made is not switching to pest route sooner. Like it's helped like in every aspect of our business from billing, from scheduling. So we basically cut their scheduling time in half. We cut their billing time that they were spending in half, their tech service one to two more customers a day. So that was just a whole nother unique story. But I think the biggest mindset is I'm so busy. I don't have time to look at anything new. I got to just <laughs> basically uh, keep moving forward. So I think the hard part is. Welcome, everyone. We're here with a brand new episode of the Business Blind Spots Exposed podcast. Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great. Thank you. Good. Uh, I'm going to talk about Mark here in a little bit. I want to get you oriented. If this is the first time joining the Business Blind Spots Exposed, gosh, that's so long. I'm going to call it BBSC for the rest of the podcast. If you're new to the BBSC, the B- BBSC is... That sounds all- cool. My kids are teaching me all those. <laughs> so you're... This is great. You definitely should do that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 the acronym is much, much better, much faster. Um, so for me, this all started with a little bit of a personal journey. Uh, what I found out is that when I can't, my blind spots are the ones, the things that hurt me the most. So I started asking others for what their perspective is. And as soon as I started finding others who helped me see better and see more, my blind spots started to disappear. And all of a sudden, things got a lot easier. Things didn't surprise me as much. Business Blind Spots Exposed podcast is all about bringing the perspectives of others who have been there, done that, have seen markets, have experienced experienced things from the outside and inside and what they've seen. A lot of it starts around data. A lot, to, a lot of it starts around businesses that have had pains or challenges. And this is all about some of those stories and how they pushed through that. About that. But today we've got Mark Stewart, and the topic of our podcast today is building productivity with data from pest routes. Uh, pest routes is this really cool company. Uh, I, that, that's my technical way of saying it. <laughs> I have uh, I've really enjoyed my conversations with uh, the team from Pest Routes, starting with Mark. Gosh, even just a few weeks ago. Uh, but even before that, from a technology point of view, just tapping into some of the data and some of the streams and what they do has been really, really cool and intuitive is what I really liked about it. So I want to tell you a little bit about Mark first, and I would love to jump in a little bit more um, to pest routes and, and, and some of that productivity. So Mark Stewart, uh, title role is key account executive. I feel like that undersells what you do, Mark. It seems like you do a whole heck of a lot more than just that. (laughs) Uh, 15 years of sales experience, uh, led teams with over 100 salespeople, lots of sales knowledge and process experience. You've helped lots of pest control companies go from what I'll call it zero to 60 or maybe zero to 100 is probably more appropriate. They just kind of took their sales and their productivity and pushed through ceilings that they didn't even know existed sometimes before, and they've just punched right through it. Spent lots of hours, just even at Pest Routes, trying to help and counsel and, and take those people, invite them to a better place, those companies and those leaders and, and the employees there. Uh, and, I, and what I love about this is you've done that across the country. You've got certain focus areas, but uh, you, you've, you've, I feel like you've been there and done that for a lot of different types of companies. Did I get that all right? That was fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Definitely. So uh, 
this is an interactive dialogue. This is live. It's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, and it's also on LinkedIn. So if there's anybody who's listening in, tell us who you are. Uh, who's listening in? What, what role do you have in an organization? And why are you listening in? What, uh, what brought you to the, to the podcast today? Type in the chats. Uh, we'd love to hear who you are, or what you do. If you've got questions for Mark or something I say that makes absolutely no sense, Tell me, uh, and, and, let, and let's 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 talk about it. Uh, but let's get to Mark. Uh, pole vaulting. <laughs> yes, I I learned a little bit about you, Mark, before the podcast, and you you held the record at your school for pole vaulting. Tell me about that. <laughs> no, it was it was high school, so let's not go too <laughs> too great. I wasn't I wasn't that good. There probably wasn't very many pole vaulters before me, but. Fortunately, you know, with pole vaulting, it's one of those things that if you just have an adventure of mindset, someone asked me who wants to volunteer to learn pole vaulting. I was like, I saw it once on TV. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'll <laughs> anything that lets me fly and have a little bit of a, a little bit of danger. So I jumped jumped right in, and it took it took me four years, but I got good at it. So this is not one of those things where they say any volunteers and everyone else takes a step back <laughs> and you're the guy left stepping forward. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm the only one that stepped forward. I, I don't know how how that works because like, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, doing track, you're running in a circle, it gets kind of boring after a while. You're like, I want to, I want to try something else with a little bit of danger. So that's probably why I'm in sales. So I, 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 there, there's always a story behind things and you've been touching lots of different companies from all across the United States, lots of different sizes. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a, a I'll, I'll start out with a little bit more of what I think is a tough question for you, right? Okay. Draw me some parallels in terms of what you've seen in the market for pest control, kind of what's been happening and what you learned in pill vaulting. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think what's interesting about the pest control industry is it is very technical. Like okay. technically, when you look at, pet um, pole vaulting, anyone can just run with a big stick in their hand and try to jump over a big pit. But doing it the right way takes a lot of technique. And so I do think like the first, initially when you said that, what is the example? That's the first thing that came to my mind because I spent hours drawing out step by step what I needed to do when to pole vault uh, correctly. So it's the exact same thing when uh, it's not just your strength. It's not just your capabilities. It's your technical knowledge of how to do it. So I would say it's the exact same with pest control. When I visit these companies, some of them are very successful just because they're good people. They love people, they love talking to people, but they don't know the technical aspects of taking their company to the next level. And that's really where I think pest control is heading next. Gosh, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect there. So I just kind of threw that out there, hoping that I would get somewhat of a reasonable answer. I think that's a damn good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's I love doing. I love asking the, the random questions. You're spending thousands of hours, you know, 15 years really answering random questions has made me enjoy them more and more. So, and, and here, here's what I'm hearing, or, or sort of the message that kind of came up in my head as I'm hearing that, right? You're saying... Look, pole vault a lot from the surface. It look, you know, when someone does pole vaulting well, someone who set a record in high school or held the record in high school, uh, the technique we, you probably made it look easy for others. Everyone's like, oh, he's just holding a pole and he runs at that as fast as he can and just jumps over. Well, there's a little bit more to it than that, right? That's and right. I, it, it's about technique. It's about form. It's about 
speed and pace and, and timing, right? There's all these little nuances that make the difference between a pole vaulter who doesn't rank at all and a pole vaulter who sets the record, right? So when I'm starting off my run in pole vaulting, I actually have an exact spot like marked out by the inch. So if I'm literally one inch back when I'm running down, I'm off. <laughs> so like just that little bit throws off your whole execution. So it kind of is a scary thing to know and a good thing to know that even the little things uh, matter. Uh, so I used to run track uh, and I used to do the oh, good. And I, I used to do uh, hurdles, 110 hurdles. I used to do uh, 400, 400. I hated that race, but it was the race I was best at because I feel like you, you're always beaten with the ugly stick by the end of it. You just had nothing left in you, right? Yeah. But you're right. It, you get down to a process and sort of this ritual in terms of what you do every single time, and you kind of walk yourself through it, envision how this is going to end every time. And if you did, you go through that sort of that that mantra, that process, that ritual you end up doing well. So it's about the sequence of everything and how you put it together. And the parallel here is that using PassRoute software, it now gives companies the ability to go through that soft, that ritual or that mantra or that, that process to get to the outcome that they want. Am I, am I drawing the right conclusion there? Yeah, you're, you're spot on. I think for, for your listeners, it's nice to know. Um, I don't really consider us a software. We're more of a solution. Like we're an answer to to a problem that's you know very needed. So I like just quick you know few second background. Yeah. Like Pest Routes basically does all the reporting, the dashboards for your company. What's going on in the business? Where's my blind spots? Then it does all the scheduling. It does all the billing, the mobile apps, the sales apps. It helps your team basically save a lot of stress and anxiety and time, but that's kind of a background of what what we do. But I end up talking about a lot more than just software when I'm talking to companies just like just like this conversation. No, I, I, I appreciate you doing that. And, and and I realize sometimes I kind of get ahead of myself because I'm I'm excited about all the ideas and questions in my head. And no, the, this is why we got connected was I just found some of your videos online. I just thought Oh my goodness, this is what my customers need, need to hear. So it was funny when I reached out to you and just introduced myself, you were already taking care of our customers. So <laughs> it just was an exciting kind of parallel. I was like, what you're saying is so needed in the in our industry today. So it's exciting that you're already doing it. Well, I I, I, I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you reaching out. I have, I have enjoyed all of our conversations since then and the opportunities that we have together. So I, you know, we call it the business blind spots exposed BBSE, right? Uh, and and it's about helping owners, leaders, and companies find the blind spots, right? The stuff that you can't see. That you know, if you don't have the mirrors on the car, you're going to run into the person in the lane to your right because you just didn't see it. It's in your blind yeah. spot. You got to have the mirrors. Talk to me about blind spots that you've seen in all the companies that you've talked to in the pest control industry. Tell, tell, oh, tell me some blind spots you see. Yeah, I love it. Um, since I watched a lot of your uh, podcasts, I came up with three really big ones. Obviously, there's a lot of blind spots. We could talk for probably years, but three of the big ones I really see. So um, one of the customers I worked with, this was just a couple of years ago. They're in the PCT 100 list, which obviously they're, they're a large company. They had you know, the mindset that they are doing everything exactly right, that they're very unique, that their process is just ideal. And when I got to meet with them and chat with them, I noticed that they actually had um, 
overtime in the company. I said, why do you have overtime with your employees? Hmm. And they just said that that's just the normal thing. That's how we've always done it for 20, 30 years. And so I explained the reason why you have overtime is you have a process that is slowing your people down. You know, there's, there's no reason that your employees can't get the job done in the time of day that you have. And so that kind of opened their eyes and we started kind of exploring. And eventually when they switched to pest routes, they laughed because they said the first thing that disappeared was overtime. <laughs> and what was crazy is when they switched to our system, they noticed that a lot of their processes that they had in place was because they were using an old or outdated system. So they needed those processes for an old system that's no longer, no longer there. So typically when people switch to us, uh, what we've noticed is, and we have all these articles from all these companies is they've had record years, the year they switched to pest routes over and over and over again. But this company, they actually doubled their growth from the year before, but what's more impressive was they would typically have to double their staff to maintain that kind of growth. They didn't have to hire one more technician, one more office staff member. They could manage uh, the speed of that growth with the team they had. And they decreased their expenses by 17%. And so obviously they were really, really happy with this, but that's not a unique story. But that's kind of the first one that I thought of that's over and over again is this industry as a whole, when I visit people, um, this company, if you come to a company at six o'clock, seven o'clock, people are working. People are trying to catch up. And in most pest routes organizations, obviously I can't say everyone, um, I'm there visiting them at four, 4.30. And it's a, it's a ghost town <laughs> in the office. And usually the, uh, back, back when we could visit companies, <laughs> that, was, that was a nice thing. But that's probably the first blind spot that I see is people think overtime is a norm and it doesn't have to be. So I, I'd like to try to engage with some of our uh, the people who are on here. Uh, I, I would love to just say why or n yes or no. Do you have uh, overtime in your pest control company? I'm just kind of curious based on the number of people that are listening in. Just type type it into the comments. Uh, yes or no. So, but but what I'm hearing from you right here are two things that are popping up in my head. First of all, PCT 100 list, right? So this is a good successful company. They've been doing yep. this for a long time. They've got good processes, kind of. Well, that's part of the thing that I learned early on is I love solving problems. That's kind of what I've done for 15 years is I love to come in and say, here's where you can improve. And then I, I discovered really quickly that insulted people because <laughs> they have a mindset that I, and I don't know why this is, but I am perfect. I have figured this out. And the reason is they've built an amazing company. So like, of course you're doing a great job, but some of them I've discovered to tread a little bit lightly when I go around these subjects, but you know, what they did helped them get to this space. But the, where I see the most successful people is open, to just hearing new ideas. Yeah, there's a, there's, I, I'm telling you one day, I'm just going to start writing down all the quotes that go through my head 10,000 times a day. And, and the one that popped into my head, as soon as you said that is what got you here to here today is not going to get you to tomorrow. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you, you've learned, you've gone through all the trials and tribulations and it's probably a lot of them, right? It, it's been a pain in the ass to get to today. <laughs> right. But yeah. if you want to get to tomorrow, something's got to change. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I, I talked to a customer uh, uh, a number of years ago, 
And they said, hey, look, we're just trying to, you know, they were about 3.1 million in revenue. You know, they were very proud of them. I said, yeah, that's good. That's a good, solid business, right? Uh, people, you know, they had good, solid employees. The retention rates were good. They said, we just want to get to 5 million. I said, and so what are you changing to get to 5 million? They're like, oh, what do you mean changing? It's like, uh, well, I mean, the processes that you have in place today to get to 3.1 million, it took you a long time to get to that. But if you're going to go to the next level, uh, you know, the, the skills that you use to, to be on the junior varsity pole vaulting team is not what gets you to the varsity pole vaulting team, right? Absolutely. So um, the other thing that I heard is productivity lift, right? So the overtime went, so not, so big companies are not immune to getting some changes in optimizations and process. Big and small companies can do that by using pest routes, right? Yes. There, are some, there are some low-hanging fruit wins that they can get there. What I heard here also is that this idea of productivity, there was a productivity lift that occurred as in the, in the case of eliminating overtime. I got to imagine some of the stories behind that too is that the employee satisfaction, employee retention probably maybe have stepped up a notch or two because I'm not working overtime now, but things are actually better. Is that, is that, does that resonate at all? Absolutely. There was a four that you just saying that remind me of a Forbes article I just read that for some reason right now, uh, one third of millennials are considering leaving their work environment and they don't, they're not necessarily telling the employees, <laughs> the employer, I mean, so, and, and part of that really does come from this is it's not necessarily, some people say, Oh, I like overtime cause I get paid more. That's, that's nice up to a point, but um, I'll talk about some other blind spots uh, that kind of highlight a little bit more, but you're absolutely right. When you take away that uh, time and save it from the employees, they're going to like, not just like you more, but they're going to be more productive. It's like proven over and over and over again. Gosh, I feel like this is a, this is a two or three beer conversation here. Just talking about how you engage with employees and, and make them feel more valued and part of something and do it on sort of their terms. And I think this one third, you know, 33% of your millennials are thinking about leaving you right now. That's a big number. Right? You know, I, yeah. I mean, that's a surprise. I don't think anyone wants. So uh, that, that, that's a really interesting component. There. And well, in I, our I, industry, it is hard right. to find millennials to do our industry. So uh, yeah. this is kind of part of the problem why millennials aren't going into our industry, probably one of many, but you're yeah. absolutely right. This is a Overtime is a big blind spot that people need to address. Number two, give me a, give me the second one. Drop drop some more knowledge on me. <laughs> yeah, this, this one's probably probably my favorite because I hear it over and over and over again. But one of my uh, larger customers, uh, every time I call them, I'm too busy. I'm too busy right now. I'm too busy right now. I'm too busy right now. And it's funny because. Eventually, when I finally get in the door, because one thing I think people like about me is I'm not, hey, we have to talk right now. Like, whenever you're ready to talk, I'm here. <laughs> and so it took a little bit to get this company over. But finally, when they decided to make the switch, what was interesting was they gave me a quote. I actually put it on the back of my business card a long time ago, but it basically said, um, the only mistake we made is not switching to pest routes sooner. <laughs> like, it's helped. Like in every aspect of our business, from billing, from scheduling. So we basically cut their scheduling time in half. We cut their billing time that they were spending in half. Their tech service one to two more customers a day. So that was just a whole nother unique story. But I think the biggest mindset is I'm so busy. 
I don't have time to look at anything new. I got to just <laughs> basically uh, keep moving forward. So I think the hard part is um, realizing that the same thing you're doing, like you said before, that's kind of what, what triggered this was um, I'm, I need to just work harder. That's, that's, that's my secret is everyone wants to say, all right, the answer to my problem of all this pile of work is just work harder. I just got to grind and, and, and get it done. And that's not always the answer to the solution. Sometimes the answer to the solution is having a better process, a better way of doing it. And then all of a sudden you're going to see a lot more results in, in less time. But that's, I think the biggest thing is everyone thinks, oh, I'm busy. That's just our industry. I have no time to talk to anybody except for service customers. And then that's where I think a huge blind spot that, that people have. It's not their fault. It's something that's always been that way, that they've been trained by their old boss or their old owner they work for said, hey, just keep working hard. And yeah. that fortunately has changed with technology. Gosh, a uh, lot to unpack in that one, right? I mean, there is everything from... Uh, you know about personal development and leadership and uh, you know internal processes that, that that's all packed into that you know uh the, the word that i had two words that i have been talking about a lot in in recent weeks and someone brought this up and as soon as it as soon as they brought these two words up and i'll tell you in a second here but the, the, as soon as they brought these two words up it kind of just hit me like a ton of bricks my gosh it makes all the difference in the world and 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 the two words are effective and efficiency right are you being effective or are you being efficient? People who are fantastic at what they do are both very effective, but also very efficient. So many people focus on just efficiency, 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 right? I got to work harder. Yeah. But if you're spending 10 hours doing something that should, that someone else can do in two, well, you're, you're, you, you may be efficient, but you're not very effective, <laughs> right? hundred percent. And, and I think that's, I mean, maybe to dig into that blind spot a little bit here, there's a real treasure trove there, right? If you can start to use something like you know the 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 solution set that comes along with pest routes, just like they did for this um, for uh, for the overtime, right? Now you start to become more effective, not just more. It's not more of the same. It's more of the better, right? Yep, a hundred percent. And it makes sense now that you said that to go back to pole vaulting. I feel like I can be a pole vaulter. <laughs> In I'm college, I did volunteer. <laughs> I did volunteer uh, pole vault coaching because just I don't know why I love coaching. It's just in my in my blood. But it's funny because uh, in pole vaulting, uh, the pole actually bends. So the whole goal is to make that pole bend and then it, it skyrockets you. So literally you just have to hold on. You don't do any work. So new people, when they're doing pole vaulting, they actually lift themselves up. So they're using their own energy, their own strength, their own to try to lift over, over the bar. And it's funny because once you learn how to use the technology, you're just holding on and that pole is going to send you over the bar. You just have to hold on and relax. And so it's kind of the same thing. People think, oh, I've got to work hard. I've got to work hard. But if you just use the technology that's out there, you could just let it do a bulk of the work and then you get to do the things that you enjoy doing, not the things that you have to do. But you're absolutely right. Uh, lots, gosh, uh, again, uh, I, I, so many things that are buzzing through my head here as I'm, as I'm hearing you some of this, say some of this, you know, we talked just before, sort of pre, uh, going live here, we talked about, you know, pole vaulting, obviously, which I learned about you in, in the past, 
but then also about theater. And, and, and part of me is sitting there saying, I wonder if I should bring up theater because now he can start telling me about theater. As I knew when I told you about that. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. But you know, you know, when you say something, you're like, oh, I wish I could just take that back. But I shouldn't have told it's that too guy. late. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it to pole vaulting for right now. No, 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 absolutely. My, my family was really big into theater. My sister is an amazing actress. She got her degree in it and she uh, she actually writes her own own plays and she's an artist and she's she's fantastic. So I'm the youngest. Okay. of three kids. And my brother was a big cowboy growing up. Cowboy hat, truck, you know, the the whole thing, boots. And my sister loved theater and the arts. And it's funny because my room was right in the middle of both of them. And so I think I just got a, a melt <laughs> molding of the two. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a mix. But um, b- back when I was younger, I, I actually did, did theater and really, really enjoyed it. And it probably helps a little bit with doing podcasts because this is no this is no big deal. <laughs> this is so, more fun. In all of that, what I heard was that, that if you if you were to have uh, theater and cowboys get married, you get pole vaulting. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. You get pole vaulting and uh, doing pest control. So that's, <laughs> that's that's about that's a that's a good mold of the two right there. <laughs> so I, I, the, the the blind spot number two is this idea of being too busy. Uh, to do things. And, and, and where I, I kind of went to with that is this idea of being effective versus efficient. And that's one of the sort of the ways and solutions that comes to bear when people start looking at pest routes is they can now start to move from the too busy to, all right, what, what hill do we conquer next? Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, abs- absolutely. That's it. It's just a constant battle, a constant grind. They're not thinking about how can I do this better? And it's not necessarily their fault because if you've been doing it for 20 or 30 years the same way you think this is how I always got to do it. And it's, I always like to be, I love to throw in humor. That's just my, my thing. And so one, one of my favorite customers, they were, they told me that I said, I'm too busy. I'm doing the exact same thing I've been doing for 20 years, seeing a lot of success. I don't need your help. I said, Oh, that, that's fantastic. So you're driving the same truck you drove 20 years ago. And <laughs> they laughed and then they said, okay, let's talk. And then after we talked, they, they switched to best routes. But I always love to bring in humor every every time I can. There's obviously new technology in trucks, so there's probably new technology in running your business. So I want to get to blind spot three, but I also want to hear some more of these stories too. I think uh, it's, it seems like the stories are where it's really at here. So get get. Uh, I think you had another blind spot that you uh, yeah you one more. Come. Go ahead. This is actually my favorite one. So this is the one that I get. I personally get really passionate about because it's happening right now and people are just starting to get a grasp of it so so years ago when you know mostly my father and my grandfather played football um it was back then if you went if a kid walked up to his coach and said i'm thirsty then the coach would look at them and say you're weak you're not strong enough get out there and run faster So that was the blind spot back then, was dehydration was a real thing, but they weren't addressing it. And so all of a sudden they gave kids water and they performed better. Then all of a sudden they gave them Gatorade and they performed (laughs) even more. So now what's happening at this very moment is uh, employees are coming to their uh, boss and their work and they're saying, I'm stressed. 
and they're having that exact same reaction that those uh, football teams did a long time ago, saying, you're not working hard enough, tough enough. Now, most of our viewers are, are excellent bosses. You're not doing that. I'm just talking to the ones who aren't seeing this as a huge blind spot. Stress is the exact same thing as dehydration. So when I, I coach, I like to coach uh, my son's soccer team. I've helped coach. I've helped go volleyball, baseball, you know, whatever they play, I can basically help coach because I'm usually the assistant coach. I just tell them to run. I'm a track guy. I'm like, hey, my job is <laughs> you need to run. But what I do during practice is I tell the team to go get a glass of water. I said, stop, go get a glass of water. So it's my job to combat stress. So combat dehydration. So right now, employers, unfortunately, are just go, 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 work, work, work. They need to realize I need to tell them to take breaks. Like one thing I love about my company is uh, our executive got up in front of everybody and said, I've noticed that no one is taking vacation. And I get it because we're, we're doubling, tripling in size. You guys obviously have a lot, but we need you to take vacation. We just, we encourage you, please take a break. And then right after that call, there's a bunch of vacations uh, popped up. But what's really important is it, sometimes we see stress as, oh, you just got to toughen up because typically the owner of the company had to work through stress themselves by working harder and working through it. But that's not the same thing you're going to do to your employees. You got to really make sure that they're um, handling stress well, that we're um, helping them through it, and they know it's not their fault. Like they need to get a glass of water, they need to get Gatorade, and so they, we really need to see stress for a terrible thing. So most people see stress, and it kind of is what it is. So when I go visit companies around the U.S., you know, obviously didn't do it last year, but the many years that I've been doing this. I could tell in 10 minutes if it was a good organization or not, not just looking at if they're growing, but if you're walking around your, uh, your work and you don't see anyone smiling ever, that is a huge problem. <laughs> that is something that you need to address. And all of a sudden, when you address uh, that stress and that anxiety, all of a sudden you're going to see the company grow like crazy. And so that is, that's like something I get really passionate about because usually people do their best to see stress that way. But once you really attack it and more proactive with stress, oh, that's when people enjoy their job. You get more millennials to come work here. A lot of a lot of good things will happen. I I think that's a really really uh, insightful point there, and I want to dig into it. I, I do want to take a quick second to mention. Uh, my two sponsors, because they've because of them, I'm I'm I, I'm able to get on the air here and talk to people and, and let people know. We've got a company named Corraling Chaos who is a sponsor, and they do culture assessments to find alignment uh, amongst the employees and the leadership, and that's what they do. They're offering a free assessment, so I mean it's almost <laughs> incredibly relevant to what you're talking about here. Uh, do your employees align with what you do and are they are you all marching in the same direction and who's feeling the stress right uh, the other one is Carmo who does a performance assessment you know where where are the areas where are the blind spots through the data that you can see where you can improve performance and actually everyone starts to feel a lot happier um, so if you Put something in the comments. Uh, we'll put you in the uh, in the drawing to, to to get one of those free assessments, either for a culture assessment or a performance assessment. Uh, both uh, two two free offers from the sponsors. 
Um, what I loved about what you're saying there last is, and, and I think that's a fantastic, I also coach uh, my kids' soccer teams too. You know, yesterday when we, it was kind of hot down here in North Carolina, uh, the kids are running around for a little bit and they've got their, you know, all running around with their masks because that's the, uh, that's the way the league is running, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them said, hey, I, I need, I, can I get some water? And, you know, the first thought was, come on, let's push through this exercise. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be fighting them the whole time as opposed to them uh, getting a drink of water and being back and focused again. And I think that's kind of uh, what leads to a, a post I put out on LinkedIn. I call it the three whys, right? The first why is your personal why. Why are you here, right? you got to feel that internally. The second was the role why. Why am I in this role? Do, do I care about what I'm doing each and every day that I'm getting paid for? And finally is the company why. If I don't believe in what the company is doing, then I really, I'm not leaning in. I, I don't, I'm not taking care of your customers. I'm not doing a good job. I don't care about asking, how do I do a better job? I don't care about asking, leaning into my training. I don't really care. I tell boss to go fly a kite, <laughs> right? And <laughs> yeah. And and when when an employee leans in and says, "Hey, I'm dehydrated," I or I, I'm I'm stressed, and you say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," I had to go through that to work through it. Gosh, that company why and that role why, they're not aligned anymore. They don't really care, and you keep doing that over and over again. <laughs> they they're getting a paycheck from you, and that's all you get from them. Yeah. What what I, I I mean does that does that resonate with you? I mean. I, very much, very much. And it's funny that you say that because another track thing <laughs> that I came back to, it's funny. You, I mean, you know this. In uh, when, when you're talking about dehydration, when you're thirsty, it's too late. You've already reached the point of dehydration. So even if you get a huge glass of water, it's going to take some time before that water actually goes through your body and hydrates you. So if you're thirsty, your body has already hit the point of it's too late. You're dehydrated. You're not going to be at your peak performance because your body's saying, I don't have enough water. I'm slowing down you to, to survive. And so when someone comes up to you and says, I'm stressed, you need to realize it's not, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say something really nice to you right now and send you on your way. It's too late. They've reached the point of no one wants to come to you and say you're, they're stressed, that they're reaching a point of I'm about to walk out of this, this company. So that is, you know, a huge, a huge blind spot. That if someone comes up, says that it's stress, anxiety, you need to see it before it happens. You need to see that. Hey, my, when I used to manage, uh, so I was one of the managers that handled a hundred salespeople. So I basically handled the the new technology for the team, taught them how to sell, and how. I actually will count how many times in a circle when I'm talking, how many people smile, and if no one's smiling, I know something's. A problem and i need to quickly you know address this so kind of the same thing as you go out through your day if your employees aren't smiling they don't look happy that's a problem that needs to be addressed gosh uh so i'm hearing three blind spots over time is a blind spot that you can eliminate too busy means you're not working as effectively as you can you know employee needs matter you know if you're hearing about stress or people expressing stress there's a there's a way to build a better mousetrap that actually leads to a better place. And, and I'm not painting a picture like this is everybody all the time. You know, yeah. there's obviously examples all over the place, but that's just kind of what I typically see. A nice little overview. 
Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I hope no one takes this as this is a hundred percent everywhere in every single situation. It, it's varying degrees. Some places it matters a little. Some places it matters a lot. Right. Right. Walk me through a journey, right? Because uh, I, I, I told you before, I, I love my stories. Right. Walk me through a story of making all these changes. I gotta tell you, some of this stuff could come across as a little squishy. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Walk me through a story of someone where they they started to say, this stuff doesn't really matter, and how that light bulb turned on for them after they shifted to pest route, and how the world, I'll say, the, the, the next door opened that they hadn't seen before. Yeah, I, I think, like, one of my customers, they were fortunate. They changed, they changed to um, actually two other, no, I'm sorry, three other competitors before they switched to us. It probably says we're not doing that good of a job, but uh, when they when they switched to us, it was just before you know 2020 when all the the craziness hit, and I think the light bulb turned on for for him when uh, he noticed the employees were. I think what you can tell is employers want like when I'm a coach, I want people to have fun. You know, I want to win, but I want the kids to enjoy what they're doing, not feel like. I'm just be, beating them down. Yeah. Um, so I think that that mindset of when the employees are complaining less, they're coming to me with less complaints. They're they're taking you know less sick days. They're taking, they're enjoying what they're doing. And when they're talking to their customers, they're enjoying talking to customers, even the hard ones. So I think that's when the light bulb turns on. Like when I walk into other companies. Um, Typically, other other capabilities aren't live. They don't talk to each other at the same time. So they have to verbally communicate with each other, almost like yell at each other. <laughs> so don't take the 2 o'clock time slot. I'm giving it to Ryan Matlock. And in our software, there's no yelling. You just click it and it just let the whole team know 2 o'clock is not available for, for anybody else. And so what, what they notice is the anxiety in the office going way down, and they feel it. Like it's... It, you can almost, you almost feel the stress uh, going away for, for everyone, even executives. So what, one owner of the company, he said, the light bulb turned on for me because when I came in, um, after we made the full switch to Pest Routes, so we started using it for a while, um, my, my role of helping solve problems, helping people know how to use the capabilities, helping, was gone. So I've actually had many owners step away from the business more or less retire and not even come into the office <laughs> anymore because they said now my role of managing people and keeping them motivated and you know solving problems a lot of that goes away and so i think that's when the light bulb comes on is just seeing it on people's uh faces and so it's funny when i talk to actual customers one-on-one -on -one, i downplay all this i don't tell all the stories because sometimes it does seem a little too good but what's funny is when we go to a trade show that's when it's easy like i so i was sitting there at a trade show with a customer who was giving me a lot of trouble he's like i don't believe any of the stories you're saying <laughs> like all that so a, a random person walked by and they said hey i use pest routes and he started to walk off and the guy grabbed him and goes tell me about it and he goes it's amazing it's the best thing <laughs> you ever see you know so then they went on and on he left and then uh, he comes back to me and goes, well, that was lucky. I said, no, if, if you meet a pest routes customer, you meet a happy customer. <laughs> and he, he, thought that, he thought that was funny, but 
But long story short, I think no company's perfect. We're not perfect. Like no software is perfect. But what our customers, I think, really strive on is we tell them the truth. We say what we have and what we don't have. And when they come on with us, they can tell we care about them. Uh, they actually think we're a really small company. So people think there's like five of us here because when they call and they talk to support, they're friendly and nice on the phone. And uh, one time, a customer of mine visited our office back when we were all in one office. And all they did was hover over the support team, just watched him for like you know, 10 minutes. I was like, what are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and he goes, this person's watching YouTube. This person's playing a, a game on his computer. And this person, no phone is ringing. <laughs> he's, he's like, because I want to sign up right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, long story short, the good news is uh, we just have a good reputation. And that's kind of why I've, I personally fell in love with this company was customers all have my cell phone and they call me and make fun of my favorite sports team. And so long story short, we do what we say. So it's, it's a very nice company to be part of. So I'm, I'm listening to this and kind of trying to, uh, as I always do, I'm trying to distill the message. And, you know, for my company, I talk about, uh, we just came, you know, been talking to people about it and tried to distill it into what, what is it that we do. We increase the leadership quotient, right? That's what we do as a company, right? We make you better leaders. And so as I'm hearing you guys, what I'm hearing is you guys are all about the light bulb moment when the person realizes, oh, this is the way it's supposed to work. Right? Is Absolutely. That, is is that right? Absolutely. It, it seems <laughs> that, to me that's it. You're right. It, it's the light bulb when they go. Oh, <laughs> right. And, Absolutely. And say, this is what I started 20 years ago trying to get to. This is why I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to be a pest control operator because I wanted to be able to control my own destiny. I wanted to be able to go to my kids' soccer games or football games or ballet or pole vaulting competitions, whatever else it was. Right. Yeah, I want to be there, but I haven't been able to do that because I've been too busy, right? My employees feel stress and they're working overtime all the time. I'm not getting to those things, honey. I'm not making it to another one, right? But when the light bulb goes off, they go, oh, I, I got nothing to do. I, I'm going to that. I'm, I'm going to my uh, the, the regional track meet or whatever, right? Yeah, that's that's the light bulb moment that they get. Ab absolutely. It's funny because when I started this company a long time ago, I was fortunate to be one of the first employees uh, here at the company. So I got to see it do all this, all this growth. But so I had a job offer at a Fortune 500 company, one of the largest you know, software companies in the country. And I'm very familiar with them and had it all kind of lined up. And then this, this, the founder of the company called me and said, do you want to come in for an interview? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, why not <laughs> have, have another option? And so I sat there and my light bulb moment was when he showed me the demo, I was like, that, it's really that easy? Because, you know, my demos in the past were like four or five hours, you know, just, just to show the software is that, is that complex. And here and like, if I really want to do it quick in 30 minutes, I showed you the, the whole thing. And it just paused like, that is beautiful. <laughs> and so that I think is the light bulb moment is just seeing it and like, oh my goodness, what I'm doing is 20 steps. This is two steps. <laughs> so that I think is a, a good light bulb moment for me personally. So I've been in and around software for most of my life. It's what's paid most of my, my bills, um, the bills that I do choose to pay. Um, and <laughs> uh, the, uh, the funny thing is that I've seen in, in, in what I've seen of software, right? It's, 
it, uh, the philosophy matters a lot, right? I mean, I think what I heard a little bit from you right there, if I read between the lines, is is just the simplicity. There are a lot of companies in this in uh, that provide um, software or solution in the pest control market. Talk to me about the philosophy of pest routes and help me set the record straight a little bit as to what is it that you guys do that the next three guys don't or they don't even think about it. They just think about it differently. Yeah. I do think that's a great question. You know, for our, our philosophy, I think we're very fortunate because most people in our space, for some reason, pest control is becoming extremely popular. Like, not just pest, other pest control companies, but banks and big money is starting to figure out that pest control is a very, very good industry to, to be in. So to answer your question, a lot of software companies are trying to jump into the space. So I think some people's philosophy is they are a technology company and pest control is going to be just a flip of a switch. You know, we make software for the auto industry, we make software for whatever it might be. And pest control is just going to be an easy transition. And I've had customers actually spend millions of dollars. And this is their words, not mine. I had two customers that spend over a million dollars developing custom software. And they trashed it and went with pest routes because we actually had more capabilities than what they had with all their custom custom software and large and large companies. So our perspective, what's unique is the other group of people that come in are pest control owners who say, um, I can just hire some developers and do this myself. But what's crazy is uh, developers lie. <laughs> so they will tell you they can move the moon closer for you and do it for half the cost and half the time. And it's, it's always a lie. Like it's, I, ha I haven't seen a company yet that, that it's worked out for, but I haven't seen every company. But the companies that I've seen, they always tell me the same thing. I have a beautiful software. It's amazing. I made it myself. And then all of a sudden I show them mine I sh and we look at theirs and they're like, oh, that is, that's nowhere close. So the reason is we interview about a hundred developers to hire one because our CTO, he used to manage a team of a hundred different developers. So he's, he's a genius. And uh, usually I, I keep him hidden, <laughs> but some, some customers get to see him. They're like, oh my goodness. They thought I was the one making this software so <laughs> so great. No, it's our it's our CTO and uh, great developers. But what what he basically has done is uh, he examines the the developers. He actually has them go through a test, and if they don't pass the test, then obviously they don't move forward. And if they do pass the test, it's how they did it, how they went about <laughs> doing the test. So it's funny. I had a large customer whose son. I wanted to come work with us and I, I tried to tried to push it and my CTO said he passed it. And I go, oh, great, we can hire him. He, and he said, but he didn't do it the right way. <laughs> and he's like, this is my baby. I'm sorry. You know, we're not, not doing it. So I do think we're very fortunate that our founder uh, actually worked in the pest control industry for five years. And he was actually going to go work at another software company and, and do his own thing outside of pest control which fortunately for him is he made a sales application that he sold to 40 pest control companies. And those 40 companies basically begged him to make a software. So that's what actually turned into us. So I would say our perspective is unique because we actually know the industry and we know the technology. So we really, uh, we really care about 
our, our industry, but most of our competitors, their mindset is a technical standpoint. Uh, they just, they'll add a button on whatever customer asks them to put a button there. And we think, okay, wait a second, you want a button here, but the way to do it, the right way to do it, or I shouldn't say the right way to do it. The way pest routes does it is the button is here on the left side. <laughs> you know, so we're not going to add two buttons to do the exact same thing on the same page. So our mindset really is taking care of the customer and keeping it simple. Like we have customers that are, you know, hundred million, $200 million companies and up. But again, what's really nice about us is we think, how can we keep this software simple, but still do all the big things that you, they need. So I think that's kind of been our driving factor is knowing the industry and the technology and keeping it simple. You know, it's uh, so uh, lots of stuff to unpack there as well, right? Uh, you know, in terms of markets, you know, HVAC and landscaping are much larger markets. I think number of HVAC companies in the United States is like 99,000. Landscaping companies is like 88, 87,000, right? Mm -hmm. uh, pest control is like in the, depending on who you ask, between 15 and 19, right? Uh, but that's grown from 12 to 14, you know, five years ago, right? It's, it, it's, it's growing very quickly, as you say. Uh, you know, our, our mutual friend, Edmund Mackey, told me, he said, you know, uh, as a company, uh, one out of every five households has pest control services of any sort, right? So he said, yep. there's lots of, let, I mean, there's literally lots of green field out there, <laughs> right? In terms <laughs> Absolutely. Of and, and I think that's why so many people are starting to see that. There's a huge market to go after. But coming to the philosophy, what I think I'm hearing you say a little bit of, and, and I've, again, I've worked so much in software and I've had plenty of people come to me and say, oh, I can do that to myself. I was like, have at it. And then I'll charge you twice as much to do the same, right? <laughs> because yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll screw it up. They're, they're, you don't just jump in to become a pest control operator because you write a book, right? It takes time, years, experience, as well as technical knowledge. And what I'm hearing here about pest routes compared to some of the other companies that are in the industry, they've kind of taken a one-size-fits-all uh, approach to things. Hey, look, and there's a time and a place for that, right? Uh, it, it, if, if, if that's not what matters to you as in custom fit, I mean, some people want to go buy the Hugo Boss suit. Some people want to go buy, you know, off the rack somewhere else. There's a time and place for both, right? If they Absolutely. want to find something that's going to make them look fantastic, it might be worth the, the, the money to go spend $1,800 on that Hugo Boss. It's because it's not about the price. It's about the way you present yourself, right? So right. I think what I'm hearing from you is if you want to step up a level, that's where pest route is something, or if you have dreams and aspirations of stepping up a level and continuing to grow, building less stress in your employees and all these other things that we've talked about, pest routes might be the place to start pulling the thread. Is Did, did I get that right? That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you very much. It's very true. Um. Where do people get stuck in the pro and I, I want to be cognizant of time. I, I've got us just a couple more minutes here, but doing all this sounds fantastic, right? In theory, hey, let's draw this all up on whiteboards. Hey, we're gonna come by, yeah, we're gonna change the world. You know, no, no in place stress or any of that stuff, right? Where do people yeah. get stuck in the process? What is the part that they struggle with most in make in going from where they are to making a transition to pest routes? Where's yeah. the first? There? No, I definitely. Um, changing technologies is a big shift. So regardless what you're doing, like if you're driving that old pickup truck, you know, for the last 20 years and you get a brand new uh, Ford F-150 and you have a key and you're like, where do I put this key? Well, no, no, it's a button now. <laughs> what, what, what do I do to, 
what, why is my seat getting warm? <laughs> you know, so like there's going to be a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of differences in what's going on. So that's probably the biggest thing. So what we learned years ago was uh, in the past, other companies would kind of hand you the software and say, good luck, you know, call support if you need us. And so we made a huge investment in an implementation team. So these people are experts at certain uh, competitors. So they know their language. They know a lot more about how to help the transition. So what we do is we, we make a sandbox and that company will learn from that sandbox and play with it. And we get, we learn, we've learned a lot of things over the years, you know, you learn through doing. So uh, what we learned is we give companies small little pieces at a time. Hey, today, this hour, we're going to learn this one thing. And then before we meet again here in a few days, we want you to do X, Y, and Z. And so then we come up a few days, they've done X, Y, and Z. We take the next step and the next step, the next step. So I would say the biggest hangup is learning a new technology. Even if it's better, even if it's nicer, even if it's great, it's still going to take a little bit of a, a change because old processes are going away. Um, people are going to have to learn new software. And typically we're working with older people that have you know, been using paper or maybe using an older software, or maybe they transitioned to a software company that lied to them. So there's a lot of companies that say, hey, we can do everything and it's going to be wonderful. And then all of a sudden they get into it and they're like, this is not wonderful. <laughs> and so when they're transitioning to us, there's a little bit of fear there. But fortunately for us, we keep our customers extremely happy and they stay with us a long time. But I would say that's the number one hang up to answer your question is, helping them in that transition uh, change, basically take off the hat and put on the pest routes hat. And so what we do is we really decided we take our time. We don't charge people if they take twice as long as everybody else to learn it. Um, some people do it extremely quickly. Some people take their time, you know, they're going through during, you know, during the summer they're transitioning. So maybe they're just a little bit more busy. But what's nice is we just take our time. They learn it whenever they learn it and they decide they actually tell us when they're ready to flip the switch and use it for real. So it's a really nice transition regardless what time of year you're doing it. But I would say that's the number one thing. And we take it extremely seriously because the number one thing people usually like about us is that transition because handling your data, handling all your history, that is very important stuff. And our competitors aren't very good at it. So fortunately for us, uh, we take that very seriously and we have a lot of developers that uh, take care of that now. Right now we have over 50, I think uh, 60 developers, something around there. Uh, we have over 200 employees at the company. So what's what's nice is um, we're actually looking to almost double, again, double our staff again with our growth. But to answer your question, that's it. Transitioning is the hard part, but we have a team that their one job is to make sure that goes smoothly. So I, I read a Harvard Business Review uh, article a couple of years ago, and it talked about uh, customer service and what creates the greatest customer loyalty. And they surveyed 75,000 interactions, including chats and text messages and emails and phone calls and all that kind of stuff, right? And they asked the top 100 companies, the directors of VPs of customer service, how do you keep customers loyal through the customer service process or the customer experience. And uh, 79 of them said, you exceed expectations. And uh, I, I, I got to tell you, that was that was my, my answer too, exceed expectations. Or at least I thought that was the right answer. 
And the, uh, the, uh, the author of the article just says that's complete and utter BS. He's like, that makes no sense whatsoever because your customer has no idea what to expect. How can you expe- exceed the expectations? And what I'm hearing from you here is, so, so the right answer is make it easy, right? So what you're doing is you're saying, look, if you want to go at light speed or you want to take baby steps, doesn't matter. Let's take it in small bite-sized chunks. You define bite size. And we'll walk you down that path. That's that's what I'm hearing. And absolutely, you set it up in a way such that they can start to swallow the pills, the swallow and swallow the, uh, the the spoonfuls or whatever you want to call it. Uh, in any with a little bit of sugar, a little bit of sugar. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, very uh, cool. We um, we have just a couple more minutes here. Uh, tell me if if somebody wanted to get started on pest routes. Give me one, two, maybe three steps in terms of how what they should do to get started. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I would definitely say go to our website, uh, reach out to us, uh, request a demonstration. You can also contact me directly. This link will have a link for uh, my information um, if you would like to reach out to me personally. So I'll be happy to do that as well. But I think the biggest thing is people think if I'm going to talk to pest routes, I have to be open to switching. And that's not the case at all. It is the, the blind spot. Sometimes I'm talking to companies just about the industry as a whole, how to, how to help them re- retain people. And that's why I'm so interested in you because I get that question all the time. So I like to help them push them to the right direction of someone that can help them more than, more than just me. But I would say reach out to me and don't have the indication that, oh, I have to switch now, but just have an open mind of seeing what else might be out there. And that, that's usually how the first step is, is why are people so excited about pest routes? Because most people think they're too big or they're, they, they have it all figured out. They have it dialed in. But if you check out pest routes, you're going to be surprised. So, gosh, coming back full circle here, I mean, business blind spots exposed is all about, you know, changing your perspective, right? You, you look at it from a different perspective. And I think that's what I just heard from you. Don't come here thinking that you got to make a change. Come here with the idea that you can level up your change or shift your perspective. And at least you make a better decision. Hey, I am perfectly fine where I am. Or hold on a second. There's something here I've never seen before, right? And and I, you know, I'll attest to the fact that I've never had a conversation with you that hasn't been uh, less than fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I got to imagine every conversation that you have with uh, potential people about uh, how past routes can help could be a great conversation. Thank you so much. You too. Absolutely. Uh, well, so look, we're, we're at the end of our time. I uh, Anybody who's been listening in, it seems like a, a been a quiet bunch today. If you still are interested in being getting the special uh, offers from our sponsors, either a performance assessment of employees and or a the culture assessment, uh, type your name into the chat and uh, we'll reach out to you and, and get you and entered into uh, to, to into that whole process. Uh, so thank you for listening. And also thank you for listening in. Mark, this has been educational for me. I always learn something when I'm talking to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your time too. This was a lot of fun.